0: Welcome to another episode of the Green Machine and a brand new series, David. We're looking forward to this one, the Gaffer Series.
1: Yep, uh, you haven't shut up about it, about doing it for the last seven years. <laughs> um, but uh, we're, we're here. We're finally doing it. Uh, I know. I mean, to be fair, I'm really looking forward to it myself. Um, some really impactful Irish managers over the last year, very controversial, um, have made. Uh, some have left a sour taste in the mouth of certain clubs and some will be remembered fondly. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, <laughs> this one, anyway, this is going to be a bumpy old ride, isn't it?
0: It's a great one to start off on. So just in terms of the series of so the Gaffer series, we're going to be covering the club managers, uh, Irish club managers over the, the last couple of decades. Nothing too deep into the archives. like We won't be looking at, like, Johnny Carey or Frank Farrell or any of them. Maybe we will down the line, but this is a five-part series. And tonight we're going to start off with none other than David O'Leary, so former Leeds, Aston Villa, and uh, Al, uh, Ali, or Al or uh, we all kind of forgot about the last one, didn't we? Yeah, Robbie
1: Keane's uh, Dream Club, I believe. Uh, <laughs> didn't quite get there, though, unfortunately. No, that was a cheap shot. Sorry, Robbie, if you're listening. I, I, I suppose after my article that <laughs> I wrote about him a few weeks ago. He yeah, totally. he probably won't be. Maybe his solicitors <laughs> will be, though. No. Hmm.
0: Yeah, so starting off with David O'Leary So any Leeds fans um, First of all I'm sorry that you support Leeds But you will enjoy this And any Aston Villa fans uh, Similar kind of things But you, you've never been much of a threat just, to us just really wanna,
1: Just want to point out to anybody listening to this Nick is a Man United fan Yes he is a wanker He's coming, It's coming across as we can hear it now Typical Man United fan Just putting it out there I used to support Liverpool but don't anymore So I'm lovely You can love me Well and even he- like
0: t- two of our extended Green Machine families So O'Sheen and Kenny Oshin's a Leeds fan, Kenny's a Villa fan. So we're very multicultural here at the Green Machine. We're very accepting.
1: Well, we're not really, are we? Well, you know, I suppose yourself and Leeds are mid-table teams at the moment. That's true, yeah. Well, and Villa as well, I suppose. You're all kind of around, you know, huge clubs. You're all around the same level at the moment. Uh, couldn't get Ushin on though. <laughs> um, he, he even he doesn't want to talk about Leeds and I don't really blame him. To be fair, yeah, I wouldn't either. I, I'd be keeping that stuff down on the uh, on the down low, to be honest.
0: Well, well, I'll be honest. I mean, I I was only saying to you off air, David. Like, I I can't remember the the. Person in question today, David O'Leary. I can't remember him playing. Ah. Uh, But but Usheen, I mean, Usheen's much younger than me. I mean, uh, I don't know if he was even born for all the David O'Leary stuff. Well, no, he would have been, but he would have been a a young lad. But I suppose it's a good one to start off on. I mean, I, I don't remember him playing, David. Some of our listeners probably don't remember him playing. Uh, either because they were too drunk or because they weren't born. So I- enlighten me. Now I know, I know the stats. I know he scored the goal in Genoa or the penalty in Genoa. I know he played for Arsenal. Sadly, he played for Arsenal. Sadly, he played for Leeds. <laughs> I, suppose, I suppose he does have something going from that he's from Dublin.
1: I, I, um, I his his really...
0: brother, his brother, played for Shamar Grover. so he's never been sold to me. I know. I'm, 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, but, but, talk, talk us through his career, David, because you you remember a lot better than than I do. You're you're much older than me, of course. Wiser,
1: I'd say wiser than uh, you. Of and older, wiser. Um. Well, David Leary, yes. Uh, well, he he had two clubs: Arsenal, Leeds. Didn't he play for Leeds? To be honest, um, He didn't play he, at all, did he? Or, or? Oh, I think I think he had a handful of appearances, but like it was very, very. He was very, very badly injured. Uh, he left Arsenal in '93, and I think he he spent about eighteen months at Leeds, but it was very, you know, very few and far between. But ten, ten appearances. Yeah, there you go. Um over, over what one and a half seasons. Um yeah. David Leary, of course, yes, we all know Ben very classy central defender, um, not a hard not not a really tough tackler, more sort of, you know, give you the space, close you down, kind you know give you the space and tackle. Basically, uh, that's why Jack Charlton didn't like him. He he wanted somebody who would just be up your arse, such as a Kevin Moran or a Mick McCarthy, and that's or, or or
0: or or as Philippe Senderos would say about Joey Barton, someone that will come hard and come in your face.
1: Yeah, um, pretty much not David O'Leary's um. Cup of tea, not his way of playing. He's more of a cultural uh, centre back, very classy centre back. Uh, he fell out with Jack. He was in uh, the first team against Wales in uh, March 26, 1986. Uh, he was in the starting 11, which Mick Byrne picked. That was Jack's first game. Mick Bourne picked the team. Jack didn't know any of the players. So he said, Mick, you pick them, please, and I'll have a look at them. So that's why he got in. He actually blamed David O'Leary for the goal. Uh, then there was a bit of a fallout for the Icelandic Triangle Tournament, which we won. Thank you very much. Take that, England. That was our um,
0: 1966,
1: wasn't it? Yeah, tw- 20 years after um, they won the World Cup. So we have actually won two. Yeah. Um, Major tournaments, I would say, uh, since England won that the Nations. No, it's three actually. It was some Peace Cup in twenty thirteen, I think there was, and the Nations Cup and the Triangle Turn. But anyway, I digress. And basically, yes, um, he wasn't invited for that um, get for that Triangle Turn with Czechoslovakia or Iceland in Reykjavik. I think it was a hundred anniversary or something like that. And he was like, "All right," so he went and booked his family holiday for his family then. Mark Lawrenson pulled out and the Liverpool lads pulled out. And he went, Oh, David O'Leary, I need you. And he goes, no, fuck you. I'm I booked my trip. I'm going with my family. He wasn't a multimillionaire like players are today. And he didn't play again for two years. He made his appearance uh, His next appearance for Ireland was a, in a 2-0 loss to Spain in a World Cup qualifier at 1988 in Seville. Um, it was a very patched up Ireland team and it was their second game um, in that World Cup qualifying group, after a nil-nil draw with Northern Ireland in Belfast, and of course he would play a bit part, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, he scored a famous penalty in 1990. He did not make the Euro '88 squad. Um, that actually caused a massive fallout with A Dunphy, and uh, that he was actually the reason why Dunphy went after Mick, because you know, as, as Dunphy said. Here we have one of the greatest players playing for, ever played for Ireland, sitting at home crying. You know, Mick McCarthy's playing for Ireland, and um, you know he he that just caused resentment. And Jack called him the Sea word when he got off the plane because he just can't poke in the bear. Anyway, um, he last played for Ireland in ninety oh, I think it was ninety three, as well, and he got taken off after about seven minutes. No, sorry, like yeah, like the first six minutes he was done. He was taken off. I think he was knocked out and he was badly injured. Yeah, it was actually his testimonial. Um, I shouldn't laugh at that. That's not funny. Um, He did try in vain to get back. I'm not reading this off any notes, by the way, folks. This is completely from memory, I assure you. So if I'm wrong, uh, please tell us in in your hate tweets for Prendy at Prendy M. Um, Prendy Rebel, yeah. Prendy Rebel. And basically uh, he tried to get into USA 94 squad. Failed um, because, you know, he, he just wasn't fit enough. But he did try, and basically then wrote an article in Sunday World, I believe it was, where he's basically slagged off the Ireland squad going to uh, USA '94. Um, bit of a unique character, uh, David Leary. He's been known for that. My uncle played football with him actually. Um, my uncle didn't like him, and I don't like my uncle. So maybe David, David Leary's an okay out. guy. There you yeah, go, I mate. Even's out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and that was it. That's really his kind of, his latter part of his Ireland career. Uh, but very good player. Um, Arsenal legend. Um, the record, he was, I think he's still a record appearance holder, or he's one of anyway, um, very highly regarded. and Terrific player, but, you know, when we thought he was going to be a terrific manager, we thought he's going to be the manager that would break that cycle. You know, the great players don't make great managers. Well, we thought, well, this guy's a great player, and, you know, maybe he's going to become a great manager.
0: Yeah, so his, his coaching experience, I suppose, before his managerial experience came, is was in 1996, so he, he just retired. Uh, George Graham had taken him on as a coach, and then eventually as an assistant manager, and that was September 1996. And before he was appointed as manager, just something that kind of, uh, I suppose that he's kind of remembered for, or kind of known for, and that a lot of people maybe didn't know, is that, in March nineteen ninety-eight, the Leeds United team were actually involved in a plane crash. Um they were traveling from Stansted. I think they were playing West Ham. I could be wrong on that now, but I think they were playing West Ham. They were traveling from Stansted back up to Leeds. And yeah. just on the and, and on the takeoff, I think the, the pilot just completely aborted the the takeoff and um and the crash landed. And and apparently O'Leary just kind of kicked open the, the emergency door. <laughs> And in the process, I think he kind of did his shoulder in, or did his back in, or did some kind of injury. Anyway, but they all got off; they all survived. Um, you know, a, a big catastrophe was was avoided, mainly thanks to the to the pilot. But of course, David O'Leary did play his part. So that that was something that um <laughs> that he was kind of well known for in terms of his. Uh, in terms of his
1: early stages of Leeds as an assistant. I guarantee you... S- saving,
0: saving a full football team.
1: I guarantee you what happened there was that uh, he saw the plane wasn't going to take off properly and he got into the cockpit and he landed that plane safely and got everyone off. God bless you, Dave Leary. Yeah, I think I, th- I think that's how it probably happened.
0: I know it happened. That That's how I see it in my mind's eye.
1: Probably how it happened. So...
0: Uh, I suppose coming up to his managerial appointment, so when he actually took the hot seat. So as I said, he was a coach, then an assistant manager, and then moved up as number one. So George Graham, of course, former Arsenal uh, manager. So that was the link. He kind of brought O'Leary uh, with him because he would have known him from his time at Arsenal. So he joined Spurs very controversially. Uh, I think Leeds were kind of top of the table, and and, and Graham had left them, um, you know, kind of high high and dry in a way.
1: They felt that was a revenge, didn't they? I remember yeah. at the time people said no, oh, he's just trying to get revenge like on, on Arsenal because he, he was sacked over John Jensen transfer, wasn't he? John Jensen I mean yeah. of all the players to be sacked over John fucking Jensen, but there you go. I mean he was good in Euro ninety two, but I know that was before you were born. Um <laughs> but uh was it? I think you were I think you were I in, oh. I, I was I was a few months old. You're a few was, months old. Yeah. There you go. And uh yeah, he was really good in Euro ninety two, but Arsenal signed him a couple of years later, and he was terrible. And allegedly took some kickbacks um, on the transfer bungs or whatever. Yeah, um, which kind of was the norm during that time. And yeah, he got he lost his job over that. I think he won two league titles. You know, Arsenal for offside trap, very pragmatic style of football, very hard to beat, very boring. Um, bit like complete op- Not yeah, you know, of course. I was going to say just the antecedents to. Arsenal now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. very easy to be an absolute yeah. mess. But there you go. But
0: he led them to. It was the first ever time that they'd actually topped the table um, in the Premier League. Of course, I mean the Premier League wasn't in existence that long. And when Graham left, so O'Leary was was promoted to caretaker manager, and he was he was just expected to stay there for a little while. And I think O'Leary's actually quoted saying himself that he only expected to be there for a couple of games because he he'd no managerial experience at all. So a few deals have fallen through. Uh, guess who one of them was martin or david or whoever whoever the fuck you are
1: whoever the fuck you dare, are. Fuck you, are. dare you um <sighs> martin was supposed to be on this wasn't he but he cried it off yeah well i'm, I'm trying to have him here in spirit don't
0: know why i said martin rather than mm. do you know why i said martin do you know why i said martin cool. it, it's not because i was thinking of martin martin prendergast i was asking who what manager did the deal fall through for before O'Leary got appointed as the manager of Leeds? Calamoder? <laughs> uh try again. Why would I have gotten confused? Why would I have said Martin? Oh not... Martin O'Neill. Martin O'Neill, yeah. So they, oh. they were meant yeah, they were meant to sign Martin O'Neill from Leicester. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the deal fell through. Um and there was a couple of other a couple of other play- um. Coaches that were kind of rumored at the time, but it was it, it was Martin O'Neill. He was kind of the the front runner, and that deal fell through. And David O'Leary was subsequently appointed as Lee's manager. Well, and it, and all came from there. So it's
1: it's funny how all these things
0: pass. Our manager Mondays are kind of coming back to haunt us in a way.
1: Yeah, I mean, o- O'Neal, how would he have done at you know, for, for what Leeds would become known for under um, O'Leary, you know, financial ruin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry. Uh, but uh, no, no, I mean. Spoiler uh, alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. No, not financial ruin. Uh, just pretend you didn't hear that, please. Um, but, you know, in terms of like the style of football you they play, they're always like a good team to watch. Yeah, spoiler alert again. Um, you know, it's probably a blessing in disguise with O'Neill. Uh, he probably wouldn't have won a cup or two. I uh, maybe I'm being a bit unfair to O'Neill actually around this time, and he was very good. This is before obviously he went off to Celtic. I think he went to Celtic in what 2000 or 2001 and he was he was excellent, but I mean, not nah, in Scotland to be fair. Um, so I, I don't know. He would would have been a good fit with Leeds with the young lads that were. You know, we'll probably end up coming through. I don't know. I think they. I don't think he would have been a fit for I, them.
0: Uh, the the timing probably wasn't right for either of them. So yeah. It, but you never, as you said, like as you said, David, not Martin. Um, you know, like like if you if you look at O'Leary's record, and we're not going to go through it in too much detail in terms of his his games won or his games lost or how he got on in cups and so on. But like, he, he never really had any cup runs, and that was something that that O'Neill was quite good at. Didn't he get to a few league cup finals? Like he got uh, too- to Two, two League, League Cup, Cup finals with, with Leicester. Yeah, he won them too. One with Villa. Yeah. And then a low with Celtic, even though that was in Scotland. But the UEFA Cup as well. Uh, so, you know, it's all those, all those little bits and pieces that that get factored in. But I suppose the big feature of O'Leary's first season, the ninety eight to ninety nine season, that was kind of introducing all the young lads, wasn't it? Like he brought through Paul Robinson, uh, Alan, Alan Smith, Harry Q, Lee Boyer. Um, even the Irish lads, you know, like Steve McFailey and Hart. Uh, O'Neill wouldn't have done that, would he? So it, that, that <laughs> was that was a big that was a big factor of of O'Leary's tenure, wasn't it? And he has to be praised for that because, I mean, it was kind of coming to this stage like this was maybe you know, five or six years after you know the class of ninety two would come through at Manchester United. And uh, wasn't it uh, Lee uh, Lee Hanson? Jesus, Alan Hanson said, oh, you'll never win anything with kids. And yeah. O'Leary was kind of adapting this similar yeah. this similar approach, wasn't he? But they, they were exceptionally good players. But he has to take some credit for their development, doesn't he? Because he would have been the, the coach and the assistant manager at the time. He would have kept a good keen eye on them.
1: Yeah, you know, I think so. Uh, I think O'Leary deserves great credit. And, you know, O'Neill wouldn't have brought those players in. And we know O'Neill's style. He was never one for bringing in young players. And maybe that, it's probably one of the reasons why O'Neill didn't take the job um, because they probably said, look, we've got all these young lads coming through and, you know, Martin O'Neill likes experienced, good ex- solid, experienced pros. We saw it with Iron, we saw it with Celtic um, you know, and he probably didn't fancy it and O'Leary took the challenge and he did very, very well you know, the players like something like Harry Kill's was a quality player. These guys were very very yeah. good players. Paul Robinson, excellent goalkeeper except when he's playing for england you know yeah. ian hart for a while was excellent like these are very very good players so he, he, you know and he brought back he bolstered that midfield didn't he with uh david batty um he brought him back from blackburn uh yeah Black... that was
0: that was very popular at the time well yeah i
1: mean he, he was part of the championship winning sorry the the last old first school, division first division uh title and uh, leads one in 90 the, the last one before the premier league season 91 92 season and you know, he's a fan's favourite. You know David Barcy, fun, funny thing about him, he hates football. He yeah. absolutely if you ever read it's into like, him. It's he like he Andy hates- it's
0: like Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll doesn't actually yeah. watch football, does he? Like he never was yeah. never a football fan. And who's the other guy? Claudio Reina, the do you remember the American? Yeah. Never
1: never watched a football game uh, before he played it. But he's American, isn't he? Probably never yeah, yeah. that's true. He, he just happened to be good at it. Uh, well, no, he actually wasn't, was he? he was shit. Um, but, <laughs> but he was. Didn't he play for Rangers, didn't he?
0: Yeah, that's, that's oh, why he yeah, shit, man. yeah. Yeah. Um, and, no. and City.
1: Uh, very silly. But, uh, no, no, he, I said uh, and, and, and City. Oh, <laughs> and City. City. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when when they were like... Which is the, silly. Yeah, which is silly. They were in Division 2 that stage, weren't they? Like third... No, third. Premier, he, play, he played Premier League. Yeah, he played Premier League with them. Jesus. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, no, uh, going back to the point, though, O'Leary did very well, introduced them, and, you know, at the time, O'Leary would have been a big name in terms, you know, you know, it, by the late 90s. Obviously, his achievements came in the early, in the 80s, so he was a legend of the game, too. Very well respected as a player. Um, you never heard any bad things about O'Leary as a player, either. A bit eccentric, very, you know, very, um, you know, hard-headed, with, 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 with decisions, you know, when he fell out with Jack and stuff like that. So, you know, a model pro and certainly somebody that you'd want your young players to look up to a legend of the game at that time. Very, very big name. So it just seemed like a perfect fit. Yeah. And just kind of, I know, I know I said, we
0: we're not going to touch too much on his stats or his records or anything like that, but it's worth noting that at the end of the 99 uh, season, of course, Manchester United winning the treble, have to drop that in there. He had, he he had a bit of a, a hand in that, didn't he? because, like, Leeds went seven straight uh, straight games with a win. Uh, sorry, seven straight games with a win. seven yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, se- A winning streak of seven games towards the end of the season. And they actually beat Arsenal. And by beating Arsenal, it more or less ruled them out of the title. So, United more or less had a, a fairly straight run that was in their own hands uh, leading up to the treble. And they, they finished fourth. So, O'Leary brought them to their highest ever finish at the time in the Premier League. So, of course, they won the first division. Uh, of course, Eric Cantona. Uh, being part of that team had to drop that in there as well but but fourth and that was their highest position in his first season as a manager so yeah he was overachieving wasn't he i mean for, for someone with no experience it wasn't really a time in the premier league where, you, where you'd appoint kind of a novice it was it, it was a gamble from Leeds, and it was it was paying off
1: yeah i mean look football was a lot more simple back then as well let's not forget i mean you'd never really see that today would you you know in today's football it's all about coaching it's all about fucking you know science of it you got throwing coaches back in this day you could get you could still get it wasn't completely gone you could still get a manager you know who was was cutting his teeth coming into into the game and still overachieving and doing really really well with a good crop of players and you get that blend and was a no, you know Reasonably organized, really good, good combination. Yeah. You could still do that back then. Doing that now, you, it just wouldn't fit anymore. Um, I'm trying to think of any... I don't think there's been any recent... Um, the, the only
0: one I can think of is maybe, like, Mikel Arteta. Like, that's probably the the closest one. But, I mean, he was retired a few years before he...
1: Yeah, he to, yeah. I mean, he was a coach, like, to be fair. He he was a coach yeah. under Pep Guardiola. You know, he's learned from one of the best there. But, like, to actually go you know relatively just cut your really cut your teeth it, it, it's it's a dying art form shall we yeah. say unless um,
0: you're like unless you're a caretaker i'm very few care apart from ollie of course like very few caretakers actually get the job anymore do they yeah you know,
1: that, like that it's, worked it's, out it, well didn't it uh, yeah well <laughs> Wait, look, well well we, shown that, it, that it might have <laughs> like he, but look he he's a club legend like that that's a perfect example i mean there's a club legend ollie 99 barcelona you know all this shit uh, that you like were going on about, and those players didn't respect him because they're on an astronomical amount of money. That you know they don't give two shits about him. You know, and he was a great player, by the way. And O'Leary, you know, same probably hadn't hadn't retired as much uh, as long as Ollie. I suppose there was, I think, about ten year or more of a gap uh, between um, O'Leary and Ollie in terms of retirement. Yeah. But, um, you know. There was still that time where there was still that connection, you know, that you didn't have these players on astronomical money, you know, ridiculous amounts of money like GDP money, you know, and that you've got now and they've got Asians and super agents, and and that disconnect and you don't really give a shit to be honest about anything at this time. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like there was that you still had that. In football in the late 90s, probably up to about the mid 2000s, where you get somebody coming in and, and just you know, learning on the job—it's very difficult to do these days because there's just so much to the game now, isn't it? Yeah, so it's gotten so much more technical.
0: Like it's—it's it's, it's, Sometimes you'd watch it, and I don't know. Like I think you're similar to me, David, as far that you, you you look at the game now, and you look at it maybe when when we were kind of well. I suppose you grew up in the '80s, and I grew up in the '90s, but. It's almost like watching a different sport at times, isn't it? Like, it's it's yeah. it's way more technical, which is fine because it's entertaining. There's probably more goals now than there was uh, back then. I don't like know it's, if
1: it's more entertaining for me. It's definitely more open. It, it's become more, um, yes. Like, yeah. Like, like uh, the way things
0: have evolved, like, if you look at Liverpool, if you look at City, um, like, the only team that was kind of going all out, full throttle attack was kind of United back in the day. And maybe maybe a bit of Arsenal, but but they still had their conservative well, Newcastle, um, Newcastle.
1: moments. Newcastle, yeah, Newcastle under and um, well, Liverpool under, under Roy Evans. Uh, Liverpool under Roy Evans around the time when, Ke- when Keegan was manager Liverpool, but.
0: Yeah, listen, but, don't give me but what but what I mean is you have like, you know, you have you you've, you've yeah. several teams who are going full throttle and then you're getting, you know, you're getting more goals. You're you're looking at records getting smashed every year over the last decade, and and part of that is to do with how open quality, football has become. Yeah. The
1: quality of the game.
0: And also the sports science. I mean, obviously the players are fitter, the players are stronger, yeah, the, they're better the, conditioned. The quality so of the
1: game look the quality of the game is so much better now. Like the, don't get me wrong, it really isn't, but a certain aspects of the game that I don't I don't find it as entertaining. For certain rom- certain romances of the game
0: that just, just aren't there anymore.
1: No, they're, they're not. Like, you know, I kind of like that about the game where you have some fellow who looks about two, two stone overweight and, you know, like Matt Letizia or whatever, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he just pulls off like a street footballer and just pulls off this unbelievable skill and wins the game. And, and it was fun. It was, more f- it was still fun in the 90s. It's not fun anymore. And it's become too Americanized where every yeah. fucking stat is just... You know, it's it's like, and, I, I, and I've and i shared it as well. Um, you know, you get something like Kenny's Kids or Irish propaganda, but Kenny's Kids is a fecker for it, you know, and I share it too, so I'm as guilty, so I accept that on answer.io. Um where, you know, like Fells won and that's a stat now. You know, that never would have been a stat. Like, everything is just stats and it's too nitty-gritty and then when someone scores, is it going to go to VAR? I just think the romance and everything that made it sexy and fun it's gone yes entertaining in terms of the quality of the game the speed of the game um it's never been better in term you know in terms of, and that's a big part of yeah. it by the way but for me the romance and the fun yeah but even I, e- even like this morning i was
0: watching a reel on instagram it was uh, soccer am and it was you know t- famous tunnel incidents and you know, they ended with, of course, Vieira and Keane, and then they had yeah. a clip of, you know, Gary Neville and and Peter Schmeichel, where he kind of just uh, blanks them. But then, <laughs> yeah. but then it comes up to the more recent stuff, and you have like, you know, Jamie Vardy with Casper uh, Schmeichel, and I can't remember what Danish player it was, and he's like, "Oh, Danish friends," and it's like, "Oh, yeah. where's the where's the raw grit,
1: the manliness?" Uh, and I I don't I, look yeah. I I don't I'm not a big believer in um. Toxic masculinity toxic masculinity. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm really not I, yeah. I'd actually be quite I'm I'm not a misogynist I'm very I'm quite a feminist actually in terms of certain things like that but There are times for when it's a sport and these guys are taking it seriously because they care so much and that yeah. Passion is gone and that added to the the fun and the entertainment Steve, you know finger going up um Alex Ferguson claiming that Wenger came up to him and put his fist in his face and threatened to knock him out. <laughs> you know, then Ferguson's coming out saying this. And then Wenger responding and go, "That, oh, that's it, I'll have nothing to do with him. Because Ferguson just wants to wind him. Up. We all know it's bullshit. Could you imagine Arsene Wenger going up to anybody with put his fist in his face? That's the well, shit. Well, now, I
0: mean, what will happen now is, uh, you know, it be like uh, a WhatsApp voice note or something. And <laughs> yeah. 20 different angles you know that i kind know of people nonsense.
1: people have to oh, some people have to apologize oh i'm sorry i didn't i didn't do better with the penalty And but oh fuck off it's a game it's a game you're gonna make mistakes just don't be a twat about it you're gonna, you know you don't have to go on social media and apologize It's yeah it's it's too it's too analyzed it's 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 too scientific uh for my liking uh, mm-hmm. Yes, the quality, and and we'll move on after this because we're going on a, a tangent. But the quality, yes, the quality is better. I, I 100% accept that. And entertainment fact, you know, fucking Liverpool. That was a great game against Man City. Uh, sorry, Chelsea. Um, the you know, other Man City. Yeah, um, but 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 it was a it was a cracking game uh, between Liverpool and Chelsea. It was a nil nil in the Carabao Cup. Fantastic, and. You know, that was nil-nil, and the quality was amazing. The penalties were fantastic. So yeah, the quality of the game. I mean, I remember Ireland two thousand two. Penalties were atrocious. Yeah. And then you see these guys, in, in these penalties, every single one of them were, were phenomenal, except for the penalty, except for the goalies. Uh, Ke- yeah. uh, not Kepa, the other lads <laughs> that came on. <laughs> Fucking, oh uh, yeah, Mendy. Yeah, he, you know, it's, it's yeah. still orbiting the earth. Like it's it was just yeah. it was, you know, so yeah. stuff like that. It's better, but in terms of fun, no, no yeah, it's not. All
0: right, so moving swiftly on there. So the end of the ninety-eight, ninety-seven, or ninety-eight, ninety-nine season. It's very late, guys, uh, as you probably told, uh, as you can probably tell by now. So, just something worth noting. So the the transfer fees spent by David O'Leary in his first year, seven million. Of course, most of that was on David Batty, and the the amount that he received or that Leeds received for players leaving was two hundred thousand. So ju- just something worth noting because it becomes very relevant as this episode goes on. So the 1999-2000 season, so O'Leary made several signings. Um, th- so they sold Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, uh, who, of course, was kind of their star striker at the time, wasn't he? The the Dutchman, of course, went on to play for Chelsea as well. They they made quite a, a bit of money off him. And with that money, plus a little bit more they signed Michael Dubry, Danny Mills, Eric Jason Wilcox, and Michael Bridges. And in the first few games, it was 10 straight home wins. Uh, so, like, you're you're looking already at O'Leary early on in his career. So he ends ninety eight, ninety nine with with seven wins on the trot, ten straight home uh, wins in a row, and and of course Michael Bridges, Harry Hugh, like they were absolutely on fire, and l- there was a lot of kind of long winning streaks throughout the season. You know, like they were going kind of five, seven, eight kind of winning uh, streaks in a row. Like it uh, this just seems to be kind of a like a team under O'Leary, and I mean, as a United fan at yeah. the time, I mean, I was quite young at the time, but I just remember like Leeds just kept winning and winning and winning and winning. But then they go through these really barren spells where they they lose to like a Sunderland or or a Bradford or whoever. Like they they lose to one of the smaller teams. Yeah. And but 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 in amongst all that, they'd be going on these massive winning streaks. Like they'd be they'd be winning lows on the trot, and they were very very
1: consistent at home. Yeah, you know and. One hand, one hand you got that's brilliant but you never i never had the i never got the feeling that they were ever going to ride it out that they were ever going to maintain that and that's the difference isn't it with, with a league winning team you know you saw it with 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 united and Ferguson around that time and you know you saw it with uh I wouldn't even say blackburn really they they barely got over the line but they did get over the line in 95 um at anfield and you saw it with the arsenal teams but with... with you just, maybe, maybe it was because O'Leary was only in the game and, you know, he was a very, very, very young manager. You know, you, you kind of wondered, how are you going to maintain this? Yes, yeah. you won seven games straight. Does that mean you, you get the job on a full-time basis? Absolutely, 100%. And yes, you 10 games on the, you know, 10-game winning streak uh, at, at the beginning. Oh, sorry, 10 straight home wins. Home wins, yeah. And but you never felt you always felt that they were going to mess up against like that's where the t- that's where the leagues are won and losses and against the Sunderland's against the lower teams where you're too complacent yeah. and because I, I mean think...
0: they did a great record against the likes of Arsenal at the time because and Liverpool. Are, yeah 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 Liverpool as well like, like yeah. Like like back then it was it, like if you think of any younger listeners like if you think of city and liverpool now back then it was arsenal and united and then I suppose liverpool were kind of floating around blackburn had, had won the league a couple of years previous but you know they were they were beating the likes of
1: arsenal they were beating the likes of liverpool um
0: they weren't beating the likes of
1: united but that's for <laughs> oh, another this day this is a david o'leary podcast it's not <laughs> a fucking man united propaganda <laughs> po- podcast uh, i Actually, if mark was on this jesus
0: I know that's all we'd be talking about. I th- I think just another thing just were mentioned as well. Like, I know, I know we mentioned the transfer fees, but just to give people an idea, and this is kind of before transfer windows, you could basically bring players in whenever you wanted. So the transfer fees, uh, fees received. So most of that was for Jimmy Floyd, Floyd Hasselbank was 16 million uh, pounds. And then the, the money spent was 28 million. Okay. So you're looking at minus 12 million at the time. Uh, Hmm. Big incident. Uh, two, I suppose, two kind of features um, of this season. And it was it was a very dramatic and, and sad season in many ways, wasn't it? The 99 to 2000 season. Um, firstly, the, the Jonathan Woodgate and the Lee Boyer incident. And then, of course, the the stabbing of the, the Leeds fans over in Istanbul against Galatasaray. You might touch on the, the Woodgate and Boyer incident at the start. So, of course... Uh, just anyone that isn't familiar with that. So Jonathan Woodgate Lee Boyer, have actually poked on to become managers. Um, they had a big bust-up in the in the city centre, didn't they? Uh, they they actually is, looks like they assaulted a a student um in the city, and of course the there was a big court case. It kind of dragged on for a long time. It was kind of credited with uh, Leeds uh, struggling at times, and it was said to have a really bad atmosphere around Allen Road and with, with the squad and. I just have a description of it here. This is, this is actually from uh, David O'Leary's book. Um in terms of uh you know, the the whole incident with Woodgate and Boyer, of course, after the 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 assault um on the student in the Leeds City Center. So uh, the quote here, so I pointed at Bone Woody and said, These two have disgraced us all. They're running around Leeds drunk that night, the terrible consequences. Of that evening, there were human beings left lying on floors. As if there, uh, as if they are nothing more than a piece of meat. I, I don't really remember this, David. Like I was quite young, and you know, I probably, like, I would have seen footballers in the in the news, but I wouldn't have taken any major notice of it. But like looking back at it, Jesus, it's fairly grim reading at the time.
1: Yeah, this is big. Um, this was very, very big. Um, huge yeah. news, in fact. Um lot of, I think a lot of people wanted him out of the club over this. It was a horrific assault if I remember. I mean he was in intensive care for Christ's sakes. And yeah, basically I think there was there was a leak as well. Um Peter held the Leeds chairman manager of infamous variety, should we say uh he was basically an yeah, just reading here, he was called to the phone in Hong Kong to confirm a leak that star players are being questioned by West Yorkshire police and that the attack's been, tra- been treated as racist. All of a sudden, the whole thing just kicked off then.
0: Yeah, because I think he was, was he Pakistani, the the student?
1: Yes. Um, Safraz Najib. I'm probably butchering that. I'm probably not, actually. I think I pronounced that quite well, I hope. Um, yes, and I think he was an attendant in a toilet or something like He was a toilet attendant or something like that, and or, no, that was uh, your one, wasn't it, um, Cheryl Cole? Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, she attacked a toilet tenant, uh, and that was believed to be a racist uh, attack as well. Yeah, they were given um, 100 hours community service for Johnson Woodgate, and he was convicted of a fray using a threatening serious violence, but clearly causing GBH. Uh, his co-star, not my words, the guard. Co-star. His co-star Lee Bowyer was acquitted of both charges, Woodgate's friends from primary school in Middlesbrough, Paul Clifford and Neil Keveni, uh were also convicted of a fray and Clifford received six years for GBH. So Woodgate didn't do the damage. Um, mm. a, a Boyer had nothing to do. Well, you know, he didn't. They couldn't prove he had something to do with it. Um, you know, the the actual assault, but he was there and Woodgate was there. Uh, just just reading here in the incident. Um, yeah, basically, it was just like a night out. And uh, they're getting plastered for uh, Bowyer's 23rd birthday. Woodgate had invited his Middlesbrough groupies. This is the <laughs> Guardian's um, uh, wording. Intensity loyal friends Cavani, Ke- who is now his chauffeur to come and see Leeds, nice spot at his expense. Um, he was an under 21 or an England capital at 21 and the least fan had a crucial weakness with only a solitary GCSE. He had notoriously short views where students were concerned. So he had a bit of a bad temper. Uh, he was actually arrested, you know, in 99 uh, by Cleveland police for allegedly headbutting a student after a pub quarrel in Middlesbrough. This is Woodgate, and I'm released from his victim to sign up the press charge. So a lovely fella here, really. Yeah. I uh, Basically, he got absolutely smashed and just went after this guy. That was an absolutely dreadful thing. And it was disgraceful. But this is the problem, isn't it, when you have young players? And perhaps, you know, if we talk again about uh, O'Leary's lack of experience, how do you deal with this situation? You 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 look at how Ferguson dealt with his younger players, Sharp and um, you know, Lee Sharp, people go, Oh, was he? You know, and, and Ryan Giggs. Lee Sharp could have been the Ryan could have been Ryan Giggs, you know, he yeah. could have been another Ryan Giggs, but said he left the club early and went to Leeds, actually, funny enough. Um <laughs> But even
0: even dealing with Canton and dealing with Dwight York and last like yeah. that, and then then when he had enough he hadn't well not with Canton, but with York anyway, when he had enough he had enough, but he, he he knew how to put the carrot on the stick didn't exactly. he? maybe maybe that's for the the naivety and maybe the i suppose the pushoverness maybe from malaria at the time with that inexperience maybe he thought well this is yeah. this is my way of giving them the carrot push. but but it, it really backfired and you know a really really dreadful incident unfortunately it, it did overshadow these for years but i suppose the other um bittersweet i suppose uh, um, Kind of era of the you know ninety nine two thousand season was the the UEFA Cup run, um, which which should have been something that celebrated. I mean, Leeds progressing really really well in the UEFA Cup. Of course, it's the Europa League now, isn't it? But they beat uh, who they get past. So Partizan Belgrade, Lokomotiv Moscow, Spartak Moscow, Roma, which was a huge game because Roma were a massive club. I know they're a, a relatively big club now. They're managed by Jose Mourinho, aren't they? But they were they were huge at the time. Uh, Slavia pra- Prague, and then they would have played Galatasaray in the semi-final. And, and you know, as I said, this is something that should have been a celebration. It should have been perhaps an overachievement from Leeds uh, get, getting to the semi-final of the Ape Cup. But but sadly, um, two Leeds fans were stabbed in Istanbul before the the first leg of the semi-final. And um, uh, kind of hearing interviews and looking at different uh, articles of O'Leary over the last few years, like he he was really wondering why that game went ahead. Now, as as I said. Similar to the Woolgate and Boyer incident, like I was I was very young and I suppose I didn't really grasp any of this stuff, but but it probably shouldn't have gone ahead, should it? Like it was it was dreadful stuff there. And I mean uh, was it I'm trying to think now, like it was yeah, United had gone to Galatasaray just a few years before and there was a lot of nasty scenes there and <laughs> it was um yeah. you know
1: that that's the only kind of memory me, I had of
0: it. But let, let I mean, me tell
1: you something about back then. Istanbul, where Galatasaray are based. We've got two teams, Fenerbahce and Galatasaray, two big teams and they hate each other. Istanbul as a city. as just as a metropolitan city belongs in the EU, not the rest of Turkey, but Istanbul. It's forward thinking. It's liberal. It's a wonderful place. I've never been there, but from what I've seen, but it looks amazing when it comes to football. Back then. Absolute animals back yeah, then barrel, I, barrel. Irish fans had problems in got in Istanbul in 91 when we hammered when we hockey him 3-0 sorry 3-1 John Bourne got a brace I remember um Irish fans were beaten up they had piss thrown at them um their seats were some some people like that David some people do like that uh maybe in Germany so I've read <laughs> and um <laughs> Yeah, basically, you know, they they were treated really poorly there. And I I do. I remember I read this somewhere where Irish fans had their seats that were reserved for them, that they bought tickets for. And basically the the people at the ground decided to give those seats away to local to the locals. So all the Irish fans seats were gone or most of them were. So anyone listening to this would probably go, oh, yeah, I was there. And I remember, um, yeah, they got treated terribly. Then it was the one in 93 excuse me, or it could have been 94, actually, where um, the Galatasaray fans and and the, the Turkish police beat the shit out of United. And I I was outraged watching that as a kid because, you know, you just don't do that even though it was United. And then, you know, <laughs> yeah, and then you had this going on, this nonsense. And it was only a matter of time before somebody was going to get killed. But this is what they used to do. And yet again, you know, Leary, yes, he said that the game shouldn't have gone ahead. Listen, in 1995, 39... Italian saucer life before the European Cup final. Yeah, and the game still went ahead. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's football. And yet again, probably showing us naivety. Do I agree with him? Yes, absolutely. One person dies, game shouldn't go ahead. But then, you know, you, you, yet again, it's that naivety as well with O'Leary? You're thinking ah, you, you've got, you know, you've got to get on with the job. And he was probably distracted by that. Yeah, um, I don't blame him either. By the way, it's a horrific thing to happen. That's a horrible... No one should ever die. No one should ever even be punched over a game of football.
0: Yeah, you shouldn't go to... You you shouldn't go away to a football match and and not come home, really, you know? God, no. But, yeah, so it
1: was a terrible thing, but the game shouldn't have gone ahead, but it was always going to go... Of course it's going to go ahead. They don't... Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, and it did go ahead, so Lee's actually losing 2-0. Um, in the away leg and then drawing 2-2 two, two, uh, back home at Elm Road. So they went out of Europe 4-2 on aggregate. So just to kind of fill everyone in domestically, uh, again Leeds fans are probably well aware of this, but domestically, so there was four consecutive league defeats in a row and that almost ended their chances of European football or Champions League football at least finishing in the top three. But Leeds did recover well. And they went into the final day in third place, so all they needed to do was better Liverpool's results in order to secure Champions League football. You're obviously still supporting them back then, David. So, um, Leeds only managed to draw, and they thought they were going to be playing in the UEFA Cup again. But their neighbours, Bradford City, did them a massive favour by unexpectedly defeating Liverpool and securing not only their own top flight survival, (laughs) but surviving or uh, sorry securing the third place release as well so Champions League qualification capped off what was an overall successful season for Leeds really and and seemingly provided a
1: platform for the club to build on going forward as well I was devastated Um, Wimbledon went down didn't they yeah that's right yeah yeah. Uh, I was absolutely devastated by that Um, crazy gang yeah, um, on oh no, Kneer gone at that stage. Oh, was it the it Danish? Was Ols- uh, Olsen, Ol- Olsen, yeah, 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 yeah. Danish lad. and I was man was just devastated. I couldn't believe it. Liverpool just fucked it on the last game of the season, as as we kind of did. Um, yeah, devastating. I mean, they did well. You know, to be fair, top. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Back then, top three got you in the Champions League. Yeah. I remember when it was just the top one and that was a top two and I remember when, when it was
0: when it was actually the Champions League.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean I remember my mate saying at the time when you had to win the fucking thing to get into it, Liverpool couldn't get into it into the Champions League. <laughs> then when you had to, you know, being in the top two we'd finish third and then when it was the top three we'd finish fourth. Like it was just yeah. you, you know, it was really frustrating. But yeah, they did well, but it was that was more that was a capitulation to liverpool more than anything else but listen you still got to get the results you still got to go on that run and you've got to punish your opponents when you make mistakes elsewhere so yeah that that one hurts but
0: i'm glad it did david i'm glad it did yeah i bet you did <laughs> so september 2000 so ju- just uh you know obviously lee's finishing third but september 2000 o'leary manager uh was released the uh,
1: the video game did you have that david I didn't. I did have the wife for manager at the time. I remember getting Forest screen Rovers um, <laughs> from the conference and winning the Champions League and building like 100,000 before, be, before they were
0: cool, aren't they the kind of hipster, vegan, uh, sustainable team? Yeah, I yeah.
1: turned them in, into a conglomerate bastards that didn't give a shit about the environment or anything, really. Probably publicly <laughs> traded. But then had to retire after 50 years. Um, so I don't remember this game. I remember Kevin Keegan games. Can remember the old football manager games not the ones you have now like yeah. the football manager football manager too from the early 80s and late 80s um lma of course but don't remember this one at all
0: yeah no me neither i mean it was uh our, our, <laughs> it's clearly you kind of game, you, you, <laughs> you, you, you kind of come across it on like twitter and stuff now and again don't you people put up a photo of it and stuff but i, I don't remember it at all uh, so the 2002-2001 season, so O'Leary's third season, so he spent big, spent very big this year. So bring in Mark Paducah, Dominic Matteo, and broke the record uh, transfer fee for Leeds twice. So signed Olivia Decor for $7 million, Rio Ferdinand for $18 million and Robbie Keane was actually loaned in from Inter Milan during the season but they they made a permanent kind of i think mm. it was around the April time it was before the end of the season anyway so 12 million they spent on him so 44 million in transfer fees uh, that that Leeds spent and they sold 12 million worth of players so we can see the trend here already so the start of the season so despite all of these signings and and all the money being spent so there was a lot of injuries and as O'Leary had done over the last couple of seasons, he had to blood a lot of the younger players that he brought through, and he had to give a few debuts to some of the younger lads. So they were very, very inconsistent this season. Um, Definitely up until Christmas. So similar to the last couple of seasons, they would have had a lot of big winning streaks. And then just some random losses here and there, like they did. As I said, Sunderland, I think they did lose. I think they lost three or four nil uh, this season. They finished fourth. And they they did miss out the Champions League by a point, and they on, they actually only lost two games, I think, from Christmas to the end of the season. So it, it was a very very inconsistent domestic form, but yeah. the big feature of that season was their Champions League run. That was something else, David. Wasn't it? even even as a United fan, like that was that was very admirable to watch, and, and particularly now we are going to do an episode in, in its own right on this, but particularly because there were so many Irish lads involved
1: yeah yeah it was a good run um uh, valencia wasn't it yeah i mean yeah yet again never once believed we we're gonna ever do it never once believed we we're ever gonna do it um i know it's an awfully uh, negative but i remember watching that game um but it got hammered by um by valencia at home yeah uh, you just just never felt it really i mean it was a very good side um, or, um i mean <laughs> Back then, you had to go through the had yeah, the second group phases and yeah and the two the two group phases. Do you remember that two rounds of group phases? Ridiculous that was. Um, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Oh, no, I mean when when the World Cup came around in two thousand two, it was abysmal. The quality was so bad because all the top teams were all fucked because they were all, they were all fucked like from all the football. But yeah, I do remember that. um yeah, I mean, they went went through some cracking teams there. Like, yeah. Jesus. Well,
0: well, like, even, like, ju- just to go through, like, the first group, so Inter Milan, or sorry, AC Milan, uh, Barcelona, Bajiccas, and they got out of that group. So Milan topped it, and Leeds kind of got past Barcelona by a point. And then the second group stage, um, so Leeds had Real Madrid, Anderlecht. Now Anderlecht were huge at the time. Yeah. They were they were a massive club at the time. Lazio who were a huge club as well. Like I think Sven Goran Eriksson was was the manager and they'd you know they'd won Varane, they'd guys get Mendieta, they'd they'd a lot of very good players. So they were they were two powerhouses. They they might be now, but they were two powerhouses. They got out of that group. They 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 lost twice in Madrid. Yeah. But they got past Lazio and Anderlecht.
1: This was the thing though, wasn't it, when Europe European football was so strong. There was quality spread all amongst the teams. Yeah, yeah. Your last shows your Roma's were fantastic. Both Milan's were very dangerous. Uh, the Premier League hadn't quite gobbled it all up yet. Um, La Liga very strong, of course. You know,
0: La, La Liga was probably the best league in the world at the time. And then if you look at Leeds uh, that season, so Barcelona, Real Madrid. They, I mean, look, they didn't technically didn't get past Real Madrid, but they but they got out of groups that contained both of those teams. And then they played Deportivo in the round of, or in the quarterfinal. So Deportivo, like they're, I think they're playing like in the second division in Spain now. But they were huge as well. So ander like Lazio, Deportivo, Paul and Jones, but they were a massive club at the time. Deportivo La Coruña and Leeds yeah, got past them, yeah. and it was only Valencia that kind of beat them in the in the semi So they they took on most of La Liga, which was but it, it was the best league in the world at the time, and they 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 nearly nearly got past a whole lot of them. Yeah, but I mean, Valencia were quality then. Was, that, was yeah. that the
1: season of Deportivo um, knocked out Shelburne 2-0 oh, or 3-0? no,
0: no, no. That was a couple of years later. That was 2004,
1: I think. Okay, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. that. They were very unlucky, actually, I remember that. Game yeah, yeah, they were. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good season. Never, You know, it was a very good run to get to the semi-finals. but, you know, the way they... And I hate to say it, but, you know, I remember they were kind of celebrating that. Yeah. Yeah, we got to the semis, look at us. And you know, I remember at the time thinking that's not the mentality you need. You should be disappointed. You Should be looking at winning that. You know, yeah. it's, it's team they had. But like, like even very, very good young time.
0: Young but even top. the quali- even the qualifiers, David, because like O'Leary's kind of quote is saying it was, it was um eighteen sixty Munich, and again, I think they're playing in the fourth tier of German football now. But at the time, mm-hmm. they were they were a big side um i think they were runners up maybe in the bundesliga and and he was devastated he was like we're not going to get past these lads and and they did like they got they got past him into the group stage obviously but it it was a tough run but it was something else having an irish manager though in the champions league wasn't it like he must be the last irish manager to manage in the in the i suppose the group stage proper going forward like i know we've had like irish teams and so on but mm. he is isn't he
1: I think Can't so. Think of yeah. Anyone else, uh, yeah. Well, well, no, Brendan Rodgers.
0: Brendan Rodgers played Ireland schoolboys, didn't he? So we can, we can maybe we can claim him. Yeah.
1: But he's, no, he's Irish. He was born in Ireland, and it suits our it suits, her it suits our agenda. It suits yeah. Our so agenda. he's Irish.
0: Okay. So so the second uh, <laughs> the second last Irish manager in the Champions League.
1: Yeah. Uh, I to be honest with you. This is gonna sound mad. But uh, at that stage of my life, I wasn't. I I didn't. I wasn't really on board with the whole Irish thing. Really? Yeah, I didn't give a shit. I, I thought it up. was
0: great. Oh, I I loved it. It was just nah, like and shit. and I and I, and, I, and I didn't like Leeds, but I was like an Irish manager. You'd Ian Hart, Steve McVeigh was playing the odd game, wasn't he? Gary Kelly. Yeah. No. Well, um, Gary I, Kelly. Gary Kelly bad. Was it this season? Gary Kelly had a bad injury. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it Was. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I didn't give a shit about the whole. Um, Ireland connection, and, I, and listen, if it was now, I, I, I would, I'm just being perfectly honest, I could give it the whole oh yeah, you know, Opal, and all that shit no, uh, didn't didn't care at the time, I was just, I only cared about Liverpool, uh, and the Irish football team, but I didn't give a shit about the Irish connection uh, at any other club it was just Liverpool and Ireland and I, you know I just wanted Liverpool to be doing well, and I never, and because Leeds used to always seem to do the business against Liverpool, I didn't really like Leeds either. And I think the yeah. whole Bowyer thing as well just kind of put me off. And, and the Woodgate thing, you know, kind of nasty. And I just never believed they were ever going to do it. You know what, Arsenal was different, as I said before. But with Leeds, I just never thought they were going to do it. They were going to win anything. um, And, you know, O'Leary, he did, did a very good job. But, nah, just didn't, didn't, man. I'm sorry. I have to be honest. It was, the coverage was huge. Back in Ireland, like, like Orteg were all over
0: it. Like it was, it was massive because Irish manager, so many Irish young Irish lads. Yeah, because I mean that was making that was making
1: up a decent bulk of our national team. I get it, and and rightly so. You know, don't get me wrong. Um, but now Liverpool, man, it was just for me as a as a kid, Liverpool and Ireland, and I didn't give a shit about anyone else. You know, it's like if I like something, I like something. Even in snooker, when Stephen Hendry lost to Ken Doherty in '97. I was devastated because I wanted Henry to win because he was my hero. He was one of my heroes growing up as a kid. That's just how I am. Yeah.
0: Cole Bassard.
1: I am Cole Bassard. Um, a success- well, I'm well, not successful, but I like it. I got, got a 147 on World Championship Snooker on, on my Xbox. So. <laughs> Could have
0: gone pro. So moving on there, 2001 to 2002. So we're actually coming towards the end of his Leeds career. So the, the first kind of things of note. So, O'Leary did get Robbie Fowler from Liverpool, eleven million. He spent on him, and and he was after him for a long time. And then Seth Johnson, there's a throwback. So Seth Johnson signed for nine million. I think it was Derby County. He was signed from. So yeah. the so the, the total transfers uh, spent tr- transfer fee spent twenty million, and in terms of players sold one point three million. So we're we're looking at even more financial issues. So. They were considered, like, Leeds were considered to be in a much better position this season because there were so many injuries the previous season at the at the start. Like, they did have a bit of a false start, and, and that's probably part of the reason why they missed out on European football. But they did beat Arsenal 2-1 very early on. And as I said, like, Arsenal were, were a massive powerhouse um, at the time. And they were first very early on in the season, so they, they were top of the league. And they did progress early in the UEFA Cup, and Robbie Keane... Uh, was a huge part of that uh, Lee's team as well. He, of course, just, just joined permanently from Inter Milan, and Harry Kewell as well was absolutely on fire for David O'Leary. And then Lee's actually went unbeaten until November. Uh, so, another kind of uh, another season with more streaks. And then, of course, they signed Robbie Fowler for the 11 million, and they wanted to do it before the Boyer and Woodgate case, but unfortunately, they couldn't just with various finances and various going goings on. So, they did go, te- they went, sorry, nine games without a win, and they, they went out of the UEFA Cup to PSV in the fourth round. So it was another example of this inconsistency, these extreme winning streaks and unbeaten runs to these you know, massive spells without a win at all. And then after a Champions League run, they were kind of considered one of the favorites for the UEFA Cup. And of course Robbie Robbie Fowler coming in would have kind of boosted that, but they went out in the fourth round and then back to back to back losses against Manchester United and Spurs uh that more or less rolled them out of Europe altogether. So they, they ended up finishing fifth. And O'Leary was actually sacked at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. yeah, so it it goes to show like that one and as I was saying, like you had this buzz even back in Ireland and you know, people were saying, Oh, David O'Leary, like what, what an unbelievable Irish manager and then within the space of a year he's gone. He's gone.
1: Yeah. Um, but I mean, Bobby Robson was fired. I mean, yeah. Cancelled by Freddie Shepherd and then Bolton. None of them are with us anymore. Those two um, for finishing fifth. I remember. And Hulier finished fourth uh, with Liverpool that season, and he got sacked. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> oh, Christ, he's no longer with us either. Fucking. No.
0: It? yeah, yeah. That's yeah.
1: madness. Um, yeah. It's it's just crazy, isn't it? When you think about Leeds. They take your arm off for fifth, but yeah. it goes to show you what kind of a madhouse this place, the, the this club was at the time. Mental, mental. you know, the club like the amount of money that Ristel was was throwing at an inexperienced manager. But to be fair, he was doing a very damn good job of it. Yeah, um, he was learning on the job. You know, uh, there was a good he, he did a good job. I think.
0: Well, like for a caretaker to to get their highest ever finish. Two consecutive seasons in a row to to get a record yeah. uh, winning streak. They, they they broke loads of records in terms of winning streaks and games unbeaten at home and and different things like that. Now they did have a couple of unwanted records, like the I think nine games without a win was a record in it in its own right. But you know, the, from a caretaker to a Champions League semi-final is, is something else. Like they kept exceeding expectations, and then it was just a plummet. But just to put it all into context, so we we spoke about the the transfers in and transfers out. So. The big issue, and a, a lot of people are very aware about this, but part of the reason that they believe O'Leary was sacked, t- sacked, it wasn't just because of the results. But Peter Risdale, and a, you know, very very well documented uh, chairman uh, <laughs> of various clubs, Leeds and Cardiff City as well. So when Leeds qualified for the Champions League in two thousand. Um, or a 99, rather. So he actually borrowed, uh, Rizdale had borrowed $60 million because he anticipated that Leeds were going to qualify every single season, didn't he? And uh. all of this investment was going to go into infrastructure, but, but mostly into players. And O'Leary spent $100 million in the meantime. And just to put it into context, they didn't win any trophies. Like, we, we haven't even mentioned the FA Cup or the League Cup. Like, they they very early exits nearly every season under O'Leary. Champions League semi-final, but, but no trophy, um, no Premier League, no UEFA Cup, even even when they were really fancied in, in 2001. So it was a downward spiral. And then, I mean, only a couple of years later, t- 2004, they were relegated with £80 million uh, pounds in debt. So yeah. it, it was a shit show, really, wasn't it, by the time he left?
1: Well, there was no vision. Um, you know, Rizzo... I get, you know, I get the impression that he was sort of going, well, you know what? It was all based on Champions League money that the vision was we're going to keep qualifying for the Champions League. We're going to keep getting all this TV money and everything's going to be grand. We'll keep throwing more money at it, more money at it, more money at it. It doesn't always work that way. Um, You've got to always have a plan. And it just seemed like other than that, there was no other plan. There was no no counter plan. And they panicked. By getting rid of O'Leary, they completely panicked. I mean, Ferguson had seasons when, um, eighty. What was it? Ninety-one season, I think it was. When you know they were they were hot tipped to um even even the lead that it season was ni- it. Yeah, ni-
0: ninety-one was the season leads won it. Yeah, and,
1: ninety-one, yeah, so, ninety-two. Yeah. Yeah. And you know they just fell away at the end. There was another season as well. You know they fell away at the end with with, with Ferguson, but you know they were getting better and better. So it can you know it can happen. Be completely panicked, and he got rid of O'Leary, and basically then I think he replaced. You, you know he placed him with absolute terrible managers. I, I think <laughs> Terry, Ter- Venables, yeah. Terry Venables. Terry Venables. Terry think-
0: did Terry Venables. I think-, I think Terry Venables got the job because didn't he manage Australia and didn't he get them to the the World Cup playoff and they they made an absolute balls of it against Iran? But yep. But Leeds had loads of Aussies, didn't they? They Harry Kew, they Mark Paducah, who were kind of the, the yeah. linchpins of that Australian team. The pa- uh, Paul Can, so that was part of the reason he was brought in, I think.
1: And for the for his first game, he didn't even he couldn't even show up because he was too busy um, filming the holiday program for people. Yeah, City that's right.
0: Time. Yeah, the property, the the son abroad or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. just
1: like ridiculous things like that. And it was an absolute mess. Rissell completely out of his depth, um, like a kid. With the cheats for LMA manager, really just like <laughs> lashing on the money. Yeah, you know, get this player, that or, player, or O'Leary manager, or O'Leary manager, mm-hmm. and you know, and O'Leary probably not having the experience to, and he did well. But you look at the players he had; they should have won a league title. Yeah, they had. I think at at one stage, and I remember when he came. I remember when Rio Ferdinand was uh was, was you know, there was outrage over the eighteen million price tag, and of course they sell him for thirty million. Yeah, money. yeah, yeah. Uh, to I mean, yet again, you don't do that. You don't sell to your rivals. Who You tell me a team that sells a player in their prime are about to reach their peak uh, to the rivals, and it's worked. And that team that's sold has been mm. better off for it. Never has. United yeah. with Andy Cole and yeah. Newcastle. Van Persie yeah. as well. Yeah. Van Persie to United, Cantona to Leeds. It doesn't work. They had Robbie Keane Robbie Fowler up front at one stage or Mark Paducah. That's a frightening front three. That's a really, that's a damn good front three. Harry Q, Lee Boyer was a handy player in in his day. You had Ferdinand, Woodgate, Ian Hart, you know, you had Paul Robinson. Um, you had some really, really good players there.
0: Nigel N- N- Martin as well was N- Joe Martin, number one, you know, wasn't Yeah, was that's a really yeah. good Olivier yeah. Decor. Like, I mean, he was considered a bit of a flop, but he was an excellent player, so serious team, I just have an extract here actually David, interview that, that O'Leary did with the Daily Mail in 2020 um, so this is kind of on reflection, this is you know nearly 20 years after, but on reflection um, of his sacking, which is, is something that's still kind of disputed up to this day so again, as I said, this is taken from the Daily Mail um, It was madness, says O'Leary, I was worn out come the end, but do I think I was good for Leeds? Yes, without a doubt Do I think I was unfairly sacked? absolutely Maybe I'm a dreamer, but it reminds me of Maurizio Padicino at Spurs. He got to a European final. I got to two semifinals. We both challenged for the league. Yeah, we won nothing. So close, but in the end, so far. We qualified for Europe on the last day of 2001 to 2002. From what I'm told, I was already sacked. But they delayed it when the crowd gave me a, a good reaction afterwards. I saw Peter before I went on holidays in June. So I was shocked when he said, David, we're going to change managers. Someone to take us to the next level. I called my solicitor. Everything okay, he said. No, I've just been sacked. Here's Peter. I gave him the phone and walked out. Listen, that was their decision. I accepted it. But they couldn't just get rid of me. They uh, They had to spin it against me. They told people I'd lost the players, which wasn't true. That was sad. I was proud of what I'd achieved at Leeds. And I think the fans appreciated that. That kind yeah. of summed it up fairly nicely from his perspective, of it didn't it. But yeah. I mean, there, there's so many things that came out about Ridsdale. I mean, the the, the book as well. I mean, the uh, leads on trial, the the O'Leary book. I mean, that that certainly stuck the knife in, didn't it? From from O'Leary's perspective towards Yet Ridsdale.
1: Yet again, why? Yeah, you know why? Why well, you... R- 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 Rizal described it as fiction? Well, he would, wouldn't he? But yeah. what? What? Why would you write a book? You know, uh, when you're a manager and you haven't really achieved anything as a manager, you know, leads on trial and and then you you make a big point about having to go with these lads.
0: Was was it an Irish publi- publication or was it in a British publication?
1: Um, I don't know. I I just curious, to know. I do have the book. I think it was a British publication. Um, right. But it was very controversial at the time, and yet again, that's that's a lack of it. Like, but. Uh, you, you, why would you release that that is gonna piss people off. I reckon between the both of them you you'll get the truth somewhere in the middle. I reckon you know there there there's um yeah, I reckon between you know somewhere in the middle you get the truth uh there was a lot of silly things that he did should he got should he have got rid of OLeary? No, I don't think so to take him to the next level, so you' bring in Terry vanables like yeah it, it's just 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 pissed, but as I said, you had a chair you had a manager who who probably needed more guidance, a young manager, um, in terms of, you know, acquiring players and obviously in terms of disciplining players, you know, the the team was known for poor discipline. Um, as we saw with the two lads out getting pissed up in a nightclub and beating up that poor guy, or they were involved in that incident. Yeah. Um you, you know, but they shouldn't have sacked him because he did he did do quite well for them, you know, and to finish fifth and he still finished in Europe. He deserved another season. And if, if it, it was it, like it, it was the first season that he'd underachieved, yeah. So, you, you need he needs he should have been given, and this is what I'm talking about. You had a, you had a, uh, a chairman who had not a clue what he was doing, and you know, a, a good chairman would have said, You know what? Okay, you've underachieved now, we both know you have, but we're going to give you a chance because we owe you that chance and to go again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, you know, he finished outside the top four. Like, he finished fifth. He's still, mm. he still in the UEFA Cup. So it was really ridiculous. It's a ridiculous thing to do. And, uh, you know, and then you say, oh, well, we're going to the next level. So bringing in Terry Venables, who can't come in for the first game because he's too busy um, fucking recording. Wish you were here or the holiday program. It was the yeah, holiday program. Somewhere in
0: the sun or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, do, do you
0: know what I mean? <laughs> so here, Here's one for you, David. So he, the Paris Leeds in 2002 and, you know, ju- just before the 2002 World Cup, essentially. Uh, so, of course, Mick McCarthy sacked then just a couple of months later. Now, we're going to chat about Villa just kind of briefly in a couple of minutes, but O'Leary said himself, like when, when the Ireland job came up, so O'Leary left, it. was it the September or, or October, um, you know, of 2002? Of and O'Leary was a free agent at the time. And he, he said, no, I'm, I'm too young for the job. Yeah like if you think about it like that team that went to the the world cup was I think it was the third youngest team to go to the world cup yeah um out, out of all the nations you've got David O'Leary who won has a track record of bringing through young players and we've had so many young players coming through who didn't go to the world cup and on top of that he'd already coached um, or managed Ian Hart. he'd managed Gary Kelly he'd married, uh, managed Steve McVale, Robbie Keane and so on you have to kind of think that was that was the natural replacement, wasn't it, for Mitt McCarthy? I, if you I think, think so. about it, because I mean, we 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 got Brian Kerr, and we we've done the Brian Kerr series, and we've analysed and we've spoken about it for ages. But but it's hard to think, you know, it was hard not to think what could have been with O'Leary. Now it could have been an absolute shambles. It could have been an absolute shambles, and he he no transfer budget with Ireland, did he? But it looked like a really natural fit.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I I think so. I remember he kept saying that no, no, I'm too young. I remember even Dunphy said it to him on prime time um, when he said to him like, look, I I'd like David Lear to have a go when he was, they were talking about Saipan or no, when they were talking about Saipan or it was it was around, it was something anyway. And O'Leary said, oh no, 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 I, you know, I I, I don't want to do it. But you know, he, he had said that I'm too young, I'm too young. You know, and time he was he was asked about it, which I thought was nonsense. To be fair, it's
0: perfect timing
1: yeah perfect timing and there was talk about and also didn't he show up as a pundit on sky and roy Keane was a pundit on sky because he was suspended and he came on and gave roy a big hug and everyone thought that he was doing um the whole thing of you know he was trying he was paving the way he was healing the wounds to get roy back involved around that time um i think it would have been a perfect fit um he wanted to he He's played good, attractive football. He said at the time, you know, if you read his, I, I started reading a bit of his book, Leeds on Trial. Uh, we will do a podcast about that at some stage because it's supposed to be absolute gold. But unfortunately, real life got in the way for this one. Um, and, he, you know, he goes on about the style of football. I wanted to create a team that played attractive football and, and all this, you know, kind of stuff. And they did play attractive football. And Ireland played attractive football under Mick McCarthy. And we had the players to do it. And the players that would come through um the art you know, the players like Andy Reid and you would have had someone like Stephen Ireland. You know, David O'Leary was a huge name in Irish football back then. Yeah. You know, he was a legend, Genoa, the whole lot. I think he was one
0: but there there was definitely influences of Jack Charlton wasn't there? Because I, I just remember watching Leeds and it was it was high pressure, high tempo, and the midfield would just kind of suffocate and um, the opposition players, wouldn't yeah. they? So there there was there was that kind of influence as well, of course. Um Obviously Charlton had his, his Lee's links as well. But it, it's just an interesting one to think about. Like, I mean, we 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 did do the Brian Kerr series and we did do an episode on the the kind of quirky alternatives that, that were mentioned. And O'Leary actually never really came to the table at all, which is which is a very interesting one to think about. So not too long after, um I wouldn't even say that link, but that, you know, that uh that he was kind of touted as as being appointed as Ireland manager. So he, he was linked with the Sunderland job and Mick McCarthy actually got it. So there's all these f- funny parallels, isn't there? Like yeah. um, Martin O'Neill not getting the Lee's job and then Mick McCarthy getting the Sunderland job. But he did take over Villa in 2003. Um, so Graham Taylor, of course, uh, le- left the club and um, he completely galvanized them, didn't he? Because, I mean, they, they were just above the relegation zone, I think, when he took over and they ended up finishing sixth. And And up until, I think... Now, I could be wrong, but I think there was two games left in the season. Now, I could be completely off the mark with this. I'm kind of trying to go off memory, and I might be mixing them up with with Spurs for some reason, but I think they were in contention for the Champions League. And um, I think, I don't know if they lost the last few games of the season, or results just didn't go their way, or maybe the teams ahead of them just kept winning or whatever, but they were they went from being relegation candidates under Taylor to Champions League um candidates under O'Leary and they did finish six but they're really unlucky and Kenny are not 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 Stephen Kenny but our Kenny Kenneth Kenneth <laughs> he'd um he probably kind of echoed this as well but I mean Villa would have gotten into the UEFA Cup so they would have gone from relegation candidates to the UEFA Cup but Millwall got to the the FA Cup final that year didn't they they lost to United yes. and the Middlesbrough won the League Cup so Two European spots are already gone, so if you finish six, if you finish fifth and sixth, you didn't get a spot. So he would have qualified them for Europe from being relegation candidates. So there was that kind of instant impact, and people were thinking, "Oh, he's back now." Again, they were they were hugely inconsistent. Villa and a lot of results did go their way, and they but they were in Champions League contention, and they they should have like in essence if this happened now in in 2022 and you look at the amount of pull that the english fa have they they probably would have gotten into europe wouldn't they they probably would have just opened up extra spaces for them (laughs) but then then here comes kind of the downfall so 2004 2005 so there was all this kind of promise and all this kind of momentum from going for similar to leicester isn't it a few years ago going from relegation candidates to to way higher up the league, so they they finished tenth then Villa the following season. High hopes, but you know they completely dropped off. And then 2005 to 2006, so this was the end of O'Leary at, at Villa. So they were eight points clear of relegation, but I mean it had been a dramatic fall, hadn't it? You know, Champions League contention, um, UEFA Cup spot that unfortunately they did they didn't get because of other circumstances. And they're kind of you know they finished 16th, and and he was he was replaced. Um, by none other than Martin O'Neill. Martin O'Neill.
1: Yeah, um this was uh, it's kinda of the end for David Larry as a manager, unfortunately, which is mad when you think about it. Great first season, as you spoke about there. Yeah. you know unbelievable. Yeah, and then, you know, yeah, yeah, you know Grain Taylor, his he was a great bill of manager in the in the eighties and with Watford, but you know, this this wasn't the eighties, his time had come and passed, had come and gone, I should say. Um so, yeah, he galvanised them. Living off the reputation of Leeds, what he did at Leeds, and fair enough. But then, yeah, kind of just disintegrated from really. I, I always remember it was a game, I think, it was against Birmingham, where he waddled across the pitch because <laughs> <laughs> he, he put on a bit of lumber, haven't we all? <laughs> and, you know, it was weird seeing that with David Leary. Someone who was, he looks really well now, by the way, uh, uh, David Leary. But He I does, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks he looks really... Yeah, he's
0: great he was shape. Sport, sporting a lovely beard a couple of years ago, actually.
1: Yeah, he, he he's aged very well. Um, but I remember him just running across the pitch, over to Doug Ellis, like in the box in the director's box, and pumping his fist at him when he got he got that result. Um, yeah, this was it really for for him, wasn't it? Um, it wasn't great at the end, and it was kind of sad. I, Ireland would have been, I I think after how crazy Leeds was, I think to go into Ireland would have been perfect for him. It would have given him that break um, from, you know, the day-to-day management. Such a good fit. Would they, yeah. have, would they have been able to afford him? Yeah. That was I'd a factor. Have, well, I mean, it would have gone down to the... Pa- to maybe, maybe. That, maybe that's what David O'Leary meant. You know, um, we, we, we're just summarising here, but... Uh, sorry, uh, speculating here. You know, maybe that's what Leary meant when he said I'm too young for it, because he probably thought, well, actually, they probably couldn't afford him. I mean, Mick mm-hmm. McCarthy had to take a pay cut, uh, from uh, Millwall for Christ. Millwall, said. yeah. You know, it's so, funny because yeah. he's he's too old for it now.
0: But he uh, even uh, trying to think now, it would have been no, it would have been when Kerr went, and I think people were talking about O'Leary as well. And then when when um when Stanton went, I think he was. Was he odds-on at one stage? Yeah. He was. Um, yeah, he, wasn't he? yeah, he was not He was odds-on at some stage before Venables and Trappett's home. He kind of came into it.
1: Yeah, I'm glad he didn't get it. Like, yeah, but, but it was a sliding door. For me, I think that was a sliding doors moment for David Leary. Um, I think if he had gone and taken over as Ireland manager with that young Ireland team, with those lads from Leeds that knew him, and would have liked them, and he would have been a hero for a lot of those younger lads there because they would have been... You know the Italian ninety generation. Yeah, he really, really, really would have been a perfect fit. But then, of course, he didn't. He went to Villa, started off great, disintegrated, and that was it for him. You know, it was really weird how it just. I mean, he didn't get a job, really, did he? Like after two thousand six, he he didn't manage to, till he went to Al Ali. Like yeah. Yeah,
0: and kind of to to touch on that, so while Ali in um, in Saudi Arabia, so an absolute disaster, wasn't it? So Fabio Cannavaro was actually his captain, believe it or not, and he only won six out of fifteen games, and and some of the games uh, were absolute hammerings. I think they lost to kind of their local rivals there. There was there was all sorts of controversies uh, when he was over there. Like we had Sean O'Shea, uh, the Aik assistant manager, on a few months ago, and he he spoke about kind of the. The issues in sometimes in the Middle East where you could be coaching or managing kind of a prince's son or the owner's son, and then they're expected to play. And I think I think similar kind of things were happening over there with with uh, with O'Leary. <laughs> um, so he was he was sacked anyway, and he actually had to go to FIFA for compensation because he was owed about I think three and a half million. Because I mean, obviously, it was big money that he that he would have been getting. Jesus. But but um, he, he actually won the case. Like he he took a case with FIFA um against Al Ali. And Al Ali had actually claimed that he'd just done a legger,
1: that he just up and left. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was in what, 2013, wasn't it? T- uh, 2010, yeah, 2010. So, yeah, um, so yeah, be, I mean, he won the conversation 2013. So, yeah, I mean, you go out there, I mean, there's a story of uh, a few lads, Eamon O'Keefe, who who was in that part of the woods, and um, yeah. he the guy who owned the club on the prince actually uh, announced announced his love for him and he had to he had to escape the country so when you go to that's a true story about it even i keep yeah. checking out he was yeah, a player famous um because he was actually he played for ireland he was born in england played for Ireland. and he was actually banned he played for Ireland for a number of years because he played a, a schoolboy or a an amateur game for england but then they he got, he got back again. So when you go out there, it's always a bit dodgy, isn't it, to these foreign countries? But I mean, two thousand six to two thousand ten. You know that was his first managerial gig for t- for four years. Um, yeah, it was just really really poor, and it
0: kind yeah. of it kind of solidified certainly for Ireland fans anyway that he still. <laughs> look he's done it, it was an era that that maybe suited him and you know as a as a coach look at the best managers in the world like Alex Ferguson adapted to the to the 90s to the noughties yeah. you know to the 2010s for the couple of years he was there so you, you had to adapt and I think he came in at a good time he got a bit, bit of momentum his man management was you know you, you can see evidently it was very good in some ways but then in other ways in terms of how we how we managed um players off the pitch and how he managed personalities it maybe wasn't all there but it did solidify things, didn't it? But but overall, I mean, you have to look at that Leeds, um, you know that that Leeds tenure, and you have to say he overachieved in many ways. You know, for for his experience, now he had two years as an assistant, didn't he? But for his experience, yeah. uh, for his experience, and and all the records and all the milestones that he hit with Leeds, um, which can I just add, they still have managed to hit since. So for a club that size. They surely have to look back at o'leary and and, and smile somewhat uh and they can't put all yeah. the blame on him for all the financial
1: stuff no I mean, Re- Re-
0: resale has a huge but but, but
1: but but you got to put it into perspective like he had an open checkbook and he got quality players in he had as i said fowler Paducah robbie Keane up front that is a hell of a front three you know cute all those players i won't go through it again and you know he, he, if you couldn't do something with the players he had, you'd really, really be useless as a manager. So, you know, let's be honest now. He had a very, I don't think he overachieved. I I don't, I don't go with that. I think he he did well, you know, he did do well, but you got to remember it was at a very, it was at a very high cost and he ended up in 80 million pounds worth of debt in the end because Rizdale didn't have a clue what he was doing. And yes, I know they haven't touched any of that in the Premier League, but to be fair, they went down and they went down to League One at one stage, as well. So, but they're back in the Premier League as we record this, probably not for long. But yeah, that that did a lot of that da- that did a lot of damage, and that's kind. Of, you know, he's got to take a little bit of responsibility for that. But at the end of the day, it's the chairman; he takes the absolute majority of that. So he did well but no I don't think he overachieved I think the players he had he had a phenomenal team there he had a very good side but you never I, just, and, I and I mean I'm not shitting on him I I I just don't think I never felt once that they were going to win the league or they were going to win the Champions League he didn't win anything and I think he should have maybe with that team he he should have been challenging he should have won a cup yeah
0: as i said like if you look at the FA cup record it's it's and the league cup record is very poor there's no run yeah no run whatsoever and yeah. um and you know the the Champions League, I mean that, that was something else. And as I said, like he took out half of La Liga. Um well not he half did, of La Liga, but what well, well three out of four qualifiers went when it was probably the best league in the world and, and some huge teams.
1: He got past Barcelona as well when they were a real powerhouse. Yeah, so not, so not shitting on one. his record. Not shitting on his record. But I don't think he overachieved. I think he should have done a bit better. But he did very good. He did very well. Don't what did get, get what did he get an extra season with Leeds? Um, if you got it, you, who knows? Um, I mean, I think Rizdale panicked and, you know, people might say, oh, but you, you know, you say about Brian Kerr, like why didn't he deserve, you know, another, well, Brian, you know, I, I'm just, cause you know, this is going to happen. Uh, the wheels <laughs> completely, you know, it's going to happen. The wheels came yeah. completely off with Brian, with Brian Kerr after the Israel game. And it was, it was an absolute shit show after that. And you can't, you know, when you're a club manager. It's a bit different. You can go and you can buy players. You have weeks to assess the situation and strategize and go, where did that go wrong? Where did this go wrong? Okay. You know, it's a bit different. And you can buy players and get rid of players, transfer players in and out. And he didn't really, it wasn't, you know, he was one place away from a Champions League spot. You still got him into Europe, you know, and Julio had shown with Liverpool that he bounced back because he finished fifth and, you know, and then actually managed to finish fourth. So, he, you know, you, you could bounce back. Like, to get from... If all you wanted was Champions League survival, you're not a million miles away and you finish fifth. Do you know what I mean? So, I think he should have been given more time. And, it, listen, the season had started poorly. You know, getting hammered and getting tanked. And, yeah, fair enough. Listen, it's not working. It's a shame, but it's, it's not working. and We've got to act on this now. That's what I should have done. So, I do think Rizzo completely panicked. He should have got another season. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Maybe should have gone the Ireland job that season as well.
1: So just an Definitely. interesting, one,
0: an interesting angle. And you know, we could we could probably do a whole episode on uh, alternative uh, alternative angles of what ifs. Uh, but but uh, you know, that's for another day. So we're gonna leave it there for tonight. Um, hope you enjoyed it, the first episode of the Gaffer series. So we're gonna be back next week with episode two, which will be Joe Kinnear. So Joe <laughs> Kinnear, of course former Wimbledon and Newcastle manager. So we're really looking forward to that. So let us know what you think. Let us know what you thought about tonight's episode or or the David O'Leary episode. Are you a Leeds fan? Um, If you unfortunately are, just let us know your memories. What you remember from David O'Leary. Do you think he was hard done by or were you delighted to see him thrown out the door in 2002? And just for next week, are you a Wimbledon fan? I know we have a lot of fans over in, or a lot of listeners over in London, over in the UK. Or Are you a Newcastle fan? What are your memories of Joe Kinnear that we can chat about next week? So we're going to leave it there. Uh, We'll be back next week, as I said, with Joe Kinnear. So until next time, take care and come on you boys in green.